0: I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay my respects to the elders, both past, present, and emerging.
2: Salud
3: or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly, we're light a feather, we're tougher than leather, together we're weird. we're weird together.
2: Give me a check one too.
3: A microphone check, one, two, what is this? The five-foot assassin with the rough neck business.
2: Wow, what was that?
3: The Tribe Called Quest. That's the Fife.
2: That's the Fife. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording.
3: The, five, <laughs> the Fife is the five-footer. The five-footer. So and he set off yeah. the frank-footer. He was in Tribe Called Quest and yeah. he's-
2: Fife Dog. Was yeah. he go Fife Dog? Or there was no dog. I'm imagining that. I would have called him Fife Dog.
3: <laughs> oh. Sure, he wouldn't have minded. <laughs> I feel like he passed away.
2: Oh, okay. We'll check that.
3: Yeah. Remember the documentary we saw on
2: Yeah, that was really emotional.
3: Very. I didn't but- realize I knew Q Tip. Yeah. From a tribe called Quest from the Jungle Brothers album, Oh yes. But he I didn't know uh about him exactly. But that it was he- such
2: a like power struggle in that band, wasn't yeah.
3: it? Yeah. You never really had to do that because you were the lead man.
2: I know. I had a moment. I've had a few momentary. Well, I've done was of collaborations with Power Struggles.
3: We ha- have had them.
2: We have Power Struggles, yeah.
3: But yeah, you never had that classic. Yeah. I mean, in the
2: Benz, I guess, me, Folds, and Quella, like, it was short-lived, but we definitely had, like, equal, you know, we had veto power over decision-making. And me and Josh doing Radnor and Lee and things I've done, like, with I Tom. Think and must,
3: stuff. things that must come up are, like, you know, like when you're first in a relationship you're on your best behavior and then sort of hurts come up like from childhood and I can imagine if you're in a long-term collaborative band that after a while you know you start like projecting childhood hurts onto your you know, cl- like creative partners.
2: I don't even think it takes that long. I mean, I think <laughs> what they are like, How long
3: did I say it took?
2: You just said after a while. I just uh. think they are like full incubators for like just re-triggering each other's childhood wounds. <laughs> like bands are notorious. Like that's why it's impossible to keep them together. Like keeping yeah. a band together is so hard because everyone's just being re-traumatized all the time on <laughs> all of yeah. the family situations. <laughs> so.
3: I know. When you do like a movie- you know, you might like do a movie with someone in your more famous. I've done this many times, and then, but then, like as your career goes on, <laughs> no, it's not. It's the opposite, and then they really outshine you. Oh yeah,
2: I've had that where I've had like artists open for me, and the next time you cross paths, yeah. you'd be opening for them or something, and
3: it's. I never really. I always blame myself.
2: I blame you too. <laughs>
3: It's <laughs> like, well, I blame you
2: for my career problems. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: how can you like? I did a movie with Jennifer Aniston before Friends. Like, what do, you, what am I going to be like?
2: Doggy dog. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a brutal world of show business.
3: Yeah, I, I also just
2: think I w- was not good enough in a certain way. I am now, but I think at a certain points when I had opportunities to really grow my career, I sort of, I always, I sort of have seen myself as someone that like the ball got passed to and I missed the shot, like several like several key moments yeah. that would have accelerated Same. things quickly. And it doesn't mean like I haven't had a great career and it hasn't kept growing, but there were moments that I could have gathered an impressive amount of momentum where I, I choked.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. It's Spike so Lee funny. feels like
2: that too. There's a lot of people who feel like that that are quite successful.
3: Yeah, I feel like that.
2: Yeah. It's just sort of like- there's just something about the pressure of those moments that didn't ever like click well for me for the type of like person I am or what my energy is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but I've just been on tour now. I mean, I've just I know. We haven't seen each other tour for is four days. Like, I'm excited. The show's really good. We had a disastrous first show, which not for the audience. I mean, I think the audience liked it, but for me, emotionally, it was totally disastrous. It was right. just I was not Prepared for, like, I haven't taken out a kind of a new show with technology and stuff like that in a while. So many pedals. So many pedals. So many pedals. (laughs) Is that
3: the name of your tour?
2: Yeah, so many pedals. So many pedals. pedals.
3: So many pedals tour.
2: But in a way, I think it's good. You got to get that disaster out early, in a way. Yeah, too bad you you did it in a
3: big city. (laughs) You should have done it in a small, you know.
2: Like I felt like this thing. It was like a tidal wave. Like there was every time I stuck my. You know when you get in, when you're in the ocean and the waves get too big? Yeah. And you keep getting knocked down. And every time you put your head up, you get knocked down. Yeah. That's what. that felt so
3: like. <laughs> visceral. I totally know what that's like. It
2: was, it was hard. Cause in your
3: fantasy, you come up and you're like, gain, you know, you feel like, oh, that was just the one bad wave. But I know when that happens, you don't like, see oh it coming God. the next
2: one. But there were so many things that worked. And then by the time we got to the second show yeah. and the third show, which it was the was next awesome. night, you yeah, pulled yeah, yeah, it yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. No, we got it. We learned a lot from that first show. How's, um, how are you doing having your mom and stepdad in town? They're in Australia
3: here. Um, it's good. I mean, I'm just looking forward to us all getting over jet lag so we can all be kind of normal, but, and it's a funny, it's like, cause it's cold-ish here. Yeah. It's sort of, it's just a different experience. Like
2: I kind of love Sydney in the winter. Like I love the oh, rain beautiful. and the gray, like there's just something about it that's, I find very romantic. I mean, my- And st- the lack of tourists too is nice. My stepfather
3: you know, so. was just- Love he loves a rainy town. Yeah. And it rained the other night and he wants to kind of move here and my mom wants to stay in LA and he was like, it look at this rain and my mother was like, It rained in LA two days ago. (laughs) It rains in LA sometimes. Like she's really nervous that he's gonna try to relocate her. But anyway, it's it's cute. I think it'll like more will be revealed. It's a bit early days. We're all just still kinda like getting grounded.
2: Totally. So one of the coolest things that happened this week uh, to anyone we know is that our friends, Jesse and Nadav, um, some people know Jesse, me and her. She worked with me on my Ayahuasca record and I produced a record for her under the name Apollonia. And Nadav, who's a great musician in his own right, he's an air Lancy. They have a kid called Lev who won the his age group in the Young Archies, which is for people probably outside Australia – It's the Archibald prize is like a national portrait competition and it's massive in Australia, but they've also introduced these kids uh, sections and he did this incredible portrait of himself. And um, I'm going to read his description of his uh, portrait. I drew myself because I'm special to myself. I'm not so interested in things to do with space or planets like other kids. I like animals, nature, and earth things. Space holds the earth. I'm more of an earth boy. Here I am with some of the things that make me up. There's a rainbow serpent and an Argentinian flag on my face. These are the places I come from. Around me are all kinds of earth things. I had no idea I was capable of creating something so beautiful. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And then we have a little clip of him at a press conference yesterday when he won his award. Listen to this.
3: Do you want to be an artist when you grow
2: up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hi.
3: Hi, you? I'm an artist. I know. I, I relate to him that I'm, I'm a bit of, a, of an Earth person. Like you're like, an Earth girl. Well, I like like meat and potatoes things like I can never get to I mean sure I will I will like throw a tarot card down and I love star signs or like whatever but it's like I do it like where I'm half believe it wholeheartedly and half believe it not at all but it's like fun but I get like overwhelmed with the whole space thing, and I'm getting less overwhelmed with the thought of aliens and all that. Like, I So, oh, you just are? Don't... You've been working on getting comfortable <laughs> with aliens? <laughs> well, I mean, not that I b- ever believed in them, but I used to be like nervous that it, I guys have a dark view. Like, if there were, it would be bad. Or. You know when people say I feel so insignificant looking at the stars and it makes me feel good like I feel nervous and edgy thinking about things like okay, that Okay okay
2: so what has been but I your I love
3: his like earth I don't
2: know Yeah but I want to know more about this process of you 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 realize you've got some anxiety around alien invasions
3: <laughs> What is
2: the strategy you used to get over that
3: I haven't had that Like, the only time I really had that was after that big earthquake in the 90s, in the 90s, that one in LA, where, you know, there was a tiny moment where I was, like, a little...
2: Worried about friends from other galaxies? What about when I was painting that big thing on the roof?
3: (laughs) I wasn't, I mean, I, I love paintings and I like the idea of a painting. Me and a, Jesse,
2: me and Lev's mom. I See, know. I think, I think that we were painting a welcome sign for aliens. And I think well, Lev I, unconsciously I might, is like, he's no, an earth boy. I'm not into earth this.
3: Boy, I'm not into that. I mean, that was fine, but I'm not, I didn't, wasn't thrilled that you were doing that. Like that you were into something like that. I was like. but It didn't, you're, it didn't
2: really work anyway. Yeah. It never came. I mean... You went out to a fashion thing this afternoon. Did you get a little buzz on? You got a little tipsy?
3: I went to the roof of uh, the Tiffany and Company.
2: Oh, it was there? I didn't realize. It was
3: in the city. And it was cute because I FaceTimed my kid. who used to work in the city here. She might have a grown child, if you can believe it. Um, <laughs> And she was like, I miss it. She was like crying. She loves <laughs> it here. In any case, so my cool friends our cool friends we um they whatever they were t- putting together a fashion show and uh and it was you know as fashion shows are i don't know if you know but you know they're like 10 minutes long and then
2: oh yeah it's a lot of build-up yeah. right and then it all happens very quickly yeah yeah, yeah. So, which yeah. is
3: good because we're on a balcony a, on tiffany and company it was pretty and there was cute because there was some men working in other buildings looking down like so there, it was just like fun juxtaposition of like these men with hard hats and then all these fashion models and, but it was cute. Uh, it was a good show and you know models. I don't know. It was it was fine. <laughs> and then they wanted to have a drink after, so go to this place and it's like little, t- you know, bread and whatever olives and stuff. But it's like really good. Not yeah. everything is so good, but like it was just delicious. Like gourmet, you know, high, like Italian, little totally. bits and pieces. Yeah. And our friends are getting married. Lola soon. and Ella. Lola and Ella. And they're, oh, I was saying that Kate has an older boyfriend. And we we're talking about that. And then because Lola and Ella, are, their age gap is quite big. And so we were teasing Lola. Because I was saying, what is it about men that want younger not that my kid her thing is not weird, but when it is weird, I was yeah. like, What's with those men who only wanna date like young women? And then I looked at Lola <laughs> and she was like hiding her head in her well, What hand. about you?
2: What about you cradle snatching me?
3: I know, but it's not a it's not a thing I do a lot, but Lola no. is like she was like, I know, she was always dating young models. Uh, and so with Ella, she was like, I'm not going to do, I want just want to tell you, this is going to be short-lived because I'm moving on from this. I'm not going to date young women. And, uh, but I was like, but Ella, the younger one, she's like, in, she's intelligent and emotionally intelligent and Lola's immature. So I was like, well, <laughs> it, it evens out.
2: What about, do you remember when um, we were on the way to our wedding in India um,
3: oh God! You- <laughs> Please, you were on a plane alone. No, mean? no, I was there, mean? and they said I was your <laughs> Wait, mom.
2: No. That's what it was. Because, like, so we were getting married. There's eight years <sighs> difference between us, and you're yeah, you're eight years older, which is not that much, really. But no. when we got married, I was what was I like twenty nine or thirty, and no, you were you
3: were much younger, weren't you?
2: I think, I guess I was 30 when Goldie was born. So I must've been like 29 or something really? or 28 and you were 30. You
3: were 36
2: okay. or something. All right, no. sorry. Anyway, but yeah, it's like we did have, you do have some of those like insecurities about well, in age. India, and in India and where we got old married, old fashioned
3: like, India. I'm sure it's different now maybe, but older women, younger men. It's uncommon. Pretty uncommon.
2: And then someone came, The the waiter came to bring us out- Drinks as we were taking off, and he said, "So he asked me what I'd like, and he like for your
3: mother.' Oh my god, that was so funny because it was like our worst night, my worst night. Um, I'm was, just-
2: not 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 my favorite fantasy either. <laughs> together we're We're together.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today.
3: I'm just watching this. Emma Thompson has a new show where she gets a young Male sex worker. I forgot what it's called, but it, I'm in the first scene. It's really good. It sounds really appealing to have this beautiful young man. Well, you do.
2: Guess. You do have a beautiful young man. I mean, what's that like for you? Like, <laughs> it I mean, is. Do, am I? I'm actually, a bit like a trophy, right? I like
3: yeah, you are yeah. actually. You're. You know, it's really about not. I don't want to sound like ages, but the quality of your skin and all these <laughs> things are. I do love. um All skin. But, dude,
2: how quickly did getting married and having kids age me physically? Oh, yeah. Like, it's
3: crazy. Yeah. Like,
2: I feel like from when we had a baby. Well, you
3: were – you, like, gained, like, 30 pounds, (laughs) but you could because you were, like – Really thin. Yeah, I was like emaciated. So for yeah. you gaining 30 pounds was sort of just made you normal, but like right away. It was
2: so weird. It's like my um, entire metabolism I know. and skin didn't someone and everything tweet changed. like
3: when did Ben Lee turn eighty or something? Yeah, I think so. But uh yeah, aging you know, well parenting But you ain't.
2: don't age, you you're exactly the same.
3: <laughs> I mean and you know, I like that. My 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 spirit.
2: So we got an interesting email. I'm not going to read the whole email because it's quite long and quite personal. So, But the gist of it, because I, this, is, this is tied in. It's like about, you know, whether it's age difference or height difference. Or, you know, these are things that people think about. So I'm not going to say this guy's name because it's quite a private email, but he did write it to us as a podcast. Um, and he, he was looking for a little advice. And the, the gist of it is he has a um, genetic bone disorder called osteogenesis imperfecta or its other cute name he says brittle bone disease or glass bone disease mm. but it it's it, it's a long way of saying he's he's short right he's a, he's a little man and i think as a result he finds some like intimidation with meeting women and stuff and yeah. i thought because you you like shorter men
3: well anthony ketis was i guess he's not that tall and adam horovitz my husband not that tall
2: yeah ex husband <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just to clear it
3: up. I'm a polygamist.
2: (laughs) And I'm not that tall. No. So what is it? What is it about short guys? Perhaps you can let him- Because this guy needs to understand how to find a woman like you who doesn't see height as like, you know, there's this whole like- The well, men men now are getting thing, inundated with like Joe Rogan's like argument about like everyone needs to be like alpha males and big and hunting and everything well, in order for to be attractive. One,
3: they, you know? you know, maybe shorter men sometimes make up for things by being, they're super dynamic sometimes.
2: We are, yeah.
3: I mean, but I think people, some women, it's weird. They're really, really into, and going back to India when we watched that Indian yeah, dating yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The men also wanted tall women. It Everyone was, was all obsessed about with height, weren't they? I mean, for me, it's like, I mean, for me, it's really just personality, and I'm not, I don't know if I actually am like not into tall. See, I, I think you
2: kind of like shorter.
3: Or then I don't love tall. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's but I thing, mean, right? tall like- people are beautiful. Yeah. But a little like overwhelming. But from a distance. No, I mean <laughs> I love I find, I mean I don't know. I just think um I think Tina Fey's husband's not very tall. Mm. I just think like, you know, I go for I want someone who's I I like sort of oh, I hate to say ambition.
2: Yeah, you like you like someone that attacks life with a certain
3: yeah, further. I want somebody yeah. to feel like they're um doing stuff.
2: Do you know what something. my feeling about height was ever cause I I'm on the shorter side. I don't know what I am. What am I, like five eight or five nine or something? Or is that a stretch? Am I already? 5'8. <laughs> okay, five, seven, five, eight. Whatever it is. Um yeah. but I
3: Maybe you're 5'9", I'm just No, joking. I don't think I'm 5'9", yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but I, um, I've i conveniently never measured myself accurately because I think I don't want to know well, exactly. you make up
3: for it, you know how. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you saying exactly and then you stopped? I thought you were
2: saying personality. I didn't well, realise you were talking you're, about you're my also, genitals. It's all,
3: um, that's also very nice.
2: I make up with them with my balls. They hang they, – they're <laughs> really low-hanging fruit. Um, <laughs> no, but I think I always thought of it in terms of um, – like a partner is like a buddy, like like it's fun to be the same height as them because you get to double your wardrobe,
3: right? That's like we true. share clothes, yeah. And I think that's- I mean I think that feels like something about having a big man hugging you and like making you feel safe and everything, and you know, and and the other side of it having like a beautiful little person, whether they're a man or a woman, yeah. like sitting on your lap that you can kind of be the like, I can see the appeal of, say, a man with, like, a slight woman that you can kind of, not in a creepy way, but just, like, have but them... feel
2: protective of or yeah, something. Yeah, or have them be like, this, yeah, like, yeah.
3: little doll. This sounds so terrible. Right. I'm just joking. But, you know, without sounding creepy, I can see the appeal of that. But that's not why I like you, because I, I can't really... You're, like, also very I'm not really, strong. like, a little doll you no, would just I put No, I can't, on like, lap, put yeah. you on my lap. So what are you good for? <laughs> huh? No, but you're, you're still, you're quite, um, you're muscly and I mean, you're too strong. Like, I'm like, just now we haven't seen each other and you started to like massage my leg, like in a nice way, but you're always too strong. So you're, you're not like, you know. So going back to this man... Yeah, so
2: what type of, like, like in a I way, mean, if he's bumping into...
3: There's someone for everybody. And
2: so, right, but that's the thing. Like, if he's repeatedly bumping into women that are, like, prioritizing height, it's the wrong type of attitude yeah, that sure. you are looking for, right? Like, you, I reckon the key is get really cool clothes, and then you find someone the same height that wants more clothes.
3: I think it's just like about somebody who's, I mean, it's so tricky. It's so interesting. I've had this experience where I'll see somebody like um, a, a deaf couple or somebody signing or something. And I get that kind of thing. Like, oh, I want to be with someone who has something like they're deaf or they're, you know, like.
2: You're talking about fetishizing disabilities? Yeah. Okay.
3: So I'm saying that. There's also that. There's probably oh, sort of uh,
2: you find the brittle glass bone density fetish? Community. No, I'm just
3: saying that there's in in a healthy and non-healthy way, there could be people who actually well, let's just say this. my one of my stepfathers, he came into my mother's life, and she was a single mother with two kids and luckily it wasn't like a terrible experience but he really liked being a savior in fact after my mother and he broke up he went with another woman with children and he really liked so i don't know is that good or bad but he really loved coming in and being so if there's somebody who their 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 sort of strength is that they can Happily be supportive if somebody has something that's possibly difficult, that's like nice. not the yeah. height thing, but the like. It sounds like having the it sounds like this person ha- the brittle bone thing is a serious yeah situation. Yeah. Go with someone whose strength
0: make it, it is. work for you. Find someone
3: somebody to balance who it out really with a, yeah. like is um has the room and has has that type of um.
2: We don't need a whole lot of room. He's a small kind of thing,
3: <laughs> but you know, emotionally they're they're the right match. To to have somebody who... Because there must be nice people. I'm not a nice person. <laughs> I want to be taken care of. Yeah. You take care of me. Yeah,
2: well, we take care of each other. No, we do. Um, okay, well, I hope that helped, man. I'm not going to say your name, but thanks for your email, and I hope that helped somewhat.
3: Yeah, there's many a, a great person who really does not mind. I mean, we were all clamoring for Peter Dinklage.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: And he wouldn't, you know, we everybody, but he's a movie star.
2: Yeah, but before he was a movie star, everyone was clamoring for him. And he was was just a talented actor.
3: And like super, super sexy.
2: Yeah, that's the other thing too. Talent is such an aphrodisiac also.
3: And like that kind of, he's super like intelligent and like hot. So there was, you were trying to tell me when you were on tour and I was in Sydney, you were away, and you were like, sent me a a Gawker article that was, it's sort of interesting because my stepfather's trying to understand the difference between Australia and America and this and that. And so there was some stuff in this Gawker thing that was great.
2: I know I sent you this article with a naive, I guess like a a lack of understanding of how many Australian references were in (laughs) it that you wouldn't be able to understand. So I'll, I'll share the link to it, but there's this incredible article that someone sent me by a writer called Patrick Marlborough okay. from Perth, and it's called I Should Be Able to Mute America. Okay. And it's about something that happened on Twitter recently where um, there's a um, there's a guy called Paz Fass or Funbanger. I can't tell which. what his tag is exactly. But he did this tweet where he wrote, bloke at work who's been here for like six years, handed in two weeks notice last Friday, and now he's done the old Harold Holt. Completely AWOL. Managers going off their heads. Ghosting close workmates calls and texts. So fucking good. The old scorched earth strategy for no fucking reason. And the point of the article is that this became like... This went viral because of Australians celebrating the idea of how this guy quit his job. And
3: Harold Holt is almost like he was a prime
2: minister who went missing.
3: And it's almost Cockney saying, so it means bolt.
2: He bolted, yeah. Harold Holt, so he just disappeared, did a disappearing act,
3: and everyone was like, and everyone was just like, you bloody ripper! Fucking it's so good, old
2: mate, living the fucking dream. And because his point was that Australians just love this act of defiance, right? But it went viral, and then Americans started responding to it with zero sense of cultural context and it became um like americans basically projecting an american narrative onto this tweet that it has nothing to do with so people talking about like you know, you've got to be careful. He could come back and shoot up the place or right. he might have committed suicide and you aren't being caring or it's a failure of the mental health system. Right. And, and so this article, this amazing so article. So it was an
3: opening for an article that showed the difference between uh, and also the way that the world views America as this kind of uh, the be all end all of, of, in a certain way.
2: And sort of in a way, because of its self-absorption, America it has a perception that it doesn't realize of sort of being ultimately, like, humorless about itself, that it takes itself and its problems so seriously. And they are serious because it's the collapse of an empire. But
3: I would say not so much because, like, I think that American humor th- and on Twitter and on Instagram or wherever, humor in general, is really top drawer and there's obviously, obviously yeah, 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 yeah. self-deprecating and ob- observational. But this was saying... But there's been just something about the whole world knows actually about a lot about America, whereas in America, we don't necessarily know about the whole world. The,
2: the, the, the article is not talking about American comedy. It's not right. saying that American comedy is not great, because American comedy is obviously brilliant. It was saying that the American psyche as mm. a whole is overly earnest and overly self-absorbed and serious- about its own problems to the point of not being able to tell where it ends and the rest of the world begins, yeah. and, and, and this, assuming that whatever its problems are sure. are the whole world's problems. Right,
3: and this article was so well written, like the the references and the the this guy whoever wrote it uh, was just super duper funny. And one of my favorite things is when Ben reads things to me, especially. The uh, Gallagher brothers, the Oasis brothers, back and forth, bashing each other.
2: But this one, I sent it to you, and I was like, and I realized you've been trying to read it over and over. And we're getting, so we did a reading almost like with crib notes, yeah. Where I read it to you, and we stopped every two yeah. or three sentences, and I was like, Are "You still with me? Do you get what's happening yeah, 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 here?" Yeah, yeah. But it's
3: really, really good. That was really good. Thank you for that. Together we're weird. We're reading do do together. We're um, Gold, you do. Hey, Gold. Do you uh, remember the ex- the expression, sweater boy, an absolute nightmare?
0: Yeah, because Kate was asking which one.
3: Yeah, what is it again? So one is, so I guess the big example would be like Bert and Ernie or like Sherlock Holmes and um, Watson. Like Watson's the sweater boy, Sherlock Holmes is an absolute nightmare. So I was going to go over your friends. or. So one sweater boy, that would be like
2: Sweater boy's like passive and nice and gentle. Yeah. And the absolute nightmare is like the diva of the group.
0: But like still in a good way. Like they're still like nice. Yeah. Oh, and, and, they're, they're probably more fun. And okay, sweater
3: yeah. boys also aren't aren't they maybe sometimes passive aggressive? No. They
2: might be passive aggressive. The absolute nightmare would just be full on aggressive. Yeah.
3: Okay. So like some couples let's do like
2: I like the way like this is a great deal with a meme from like five years ago. It's yeah, very topical.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Well, I think out of you guys,
2: oh yeah, who's the sweater boy? Who's the absolute nightmare out of us? Uh, <laughs> mom's the absolute
0: nightmare. Ben's the sweater boy.
2: Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. But even because I'm before tour, when I was really stressful, wasn't I the absolute nightmare then?
0: But you were still, like, gentle. You were so, you're very emotional. And you were just like, Ugh, I'm just so sad, you know? Like, that's more sweater boy. Absolute never would just be like, Ugh, like uh, no.
2: Like, ranting and raving a little more.
0: Yeah.
3: Like, I rant and rave more.
0: But, like, you're more fun.
3: And out of you. I'm more fun. Well,
0: you're just like, you're you're more like a, you're, you're like a kid in different ways. Mom's like a kid where she, like, actually is like a kid. <laughs> Ben's like a kid. Yeah, baby. Where, like. He He's is like open a, to do fun stuff. Like so go I more on have like
2: the good parts of a kid, and mom no, is just like I a mature. Mom's more
0: fun. Mom's like an actual kid. Like she's has like a tantrums. Child. Like a kid. yeah, yeah. Like she's like a. It's yeah, like living with a toddler. She's mom. saying no. like in the good way. I'm like a kid. Like yeah. More, like and Dad, yeah. you're more like you you, you'll go on. You're, you're more like you'll go on water slides and you'll go on a rollercoaster. You're more but like you're you'll more do more kid stuff.
2: Yes, but, but as like an a, adult. Yes. Like, I'll be like an adult doing things. But kidneys.
0: my
3: spirit is pure. I'm like a true child inside. Yeah. Okay, wait, listen, In my a friends. beautiful
0: way, you know?
2: Like a lamb. So when you're looking for a friend, though, you like absolute nightmares yeah. as friends, don't you?
0: I attract absolute nightmares like <laughs> <as laughs> friends. <laughs> um.
2: I'll never forget when you were in kindergarten, no, um, preschool, we went to your, like, parent teacher. So you're like three, four, something like that and the teacher said there are certain kids who are who start fires and then there then there are certain kids who like to warm their hands by the fire goldie's more one of those that likes to warm their hands by the fire
0: well it depends who i'm with to be honest yeah. because i can be very like that vibe but i can i, I can be both it's together we're we'll we'll
1: together.
2: We'll together it's probably a good note to end on um this week I'm going to be playing Yavol. What does Yavol mean? Yes. Yes.
3: In in, uh, Russian. Uh, Russian or Hungarian? You look so fed up
2: as you're telling me. (laughs) Hungarian. Um, So I'm playing Sydney. Playing Sydney (laughs) this week on Thursday, Oxford Arts Factory. Friday night playing in Adelaide at the Lion Arts Factory. Saturday night in Perth at the Rosemount. June 29th, we're going to be DJing with our friends Georgia Mac and Japanese Wallpaper. At Cafe Freeders, oh. launching our podcast network, which yeah, the news should all be coming out today about that. About that's
3: exciting. It's
2: really we exciting. have some
3: good shows. Yeah,
2: we're sort of we're we're using this platform to not just deliver this podcast, but support of a lot of our friends and creative thinkers in making really cool yeah, stuff. But so. I'm
3: excited.
2: Me too. Um, and so come along and say hi to that. And um, I'm going to leave. The people with uh little music I've been working on.
3: Noise. See you guys. Bye. What?
2: Beautiful babies.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay, let me say that. <laughs> I love that we're like
2: forcing your catchphrase
3: okay, that doesn't have do any it. organic okay, 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 okay.
2: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, um, what, what do we have to do? We have to do anything else about it or just say it?
3: <laughs> let me see um, if it's authentic. <laughs> Beautiful babies.
2: It's amazing. you got to keep all of that.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.